We should like go and like hang out with Todd. <laughs> Whoa, it's Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Todd's even cooler than we thought. <laughs> Boys, I'm looking for a fella who goes by the name of Todd. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> He's cool. <laughs> Todd would make like a good manager or something. Welcome to another episode of the 206 Geek Podcast with your host Todd, the 206 Geek. Yes, I'm Todd, the 206 Geek, and I am your host. Alright, folks. Okay. Uh, Switch over to the camera. There we go. I am now live streaming over on GTM Networks and on Facebook and Twitch. Um, so, I don't know, I was, I was, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for this week's episode as far as what I was going to talk about, and I usually pull up the feedly list to see what's there, because there's usually something entertaining, but, uh, I, I was going to start off with talking about the show that I was introduced to, uh, by my friend Carol. It is a show called Manifest, which I've seen advertised a number of times on my Fire TV through uh, Netflix and whatnot, being suggested to me to watch because it knows what it, Netflix knows what I watch. So it's like, all right, since you like this, 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 and this, you might like Manifest. So I'm like, okay, fine, I'll watch it. And as soon as I started watching it, I had to, I had to continue watching it. I, I, I wanted to find out what was going on, what was causing the thing that happens on the show. And I binged watched all three seasons of it. Two seasons over on Netflix. The third season's on Peacock right now. And uh, I still don't know what was going on. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, uh, it was. It's it's an awesome show. I mean, it's it's kind of woo wooey. You know, it's there's. Uh, you know, elements of like, uh, um, you know, magic and I guess not magic, but just kind of like um, things that can't be explained by science, you know, and uh, trying to see here, there it is. I don't want to give away anything, you know. Alert. Let's try that Spoiler again. Spoiler alert. There we go. Let's try to hit that damn button, and I didn't realize I turned the volume back down on the uh, mixer there. Um, no, it's a, it's a great show, and uh, I don't know uh, why all of a sudden I'm getting uh, interference. I'm hearing it in my headphones now. That's awesome. Um, maybe that moved away um yeah i was watching it and i really 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 enjoyed it and uh so much so that i didn't get a whole lot of sleep because of it i, I would like watch it and stay up until like i i think it was up till not yesterday but the day before yesterday or a couple days before yesterday i was up till like seven in the morning watching the show i part of it was because i'd like i had the day before that, I I drank an energy drink, kind of late in the 
afternoon, and I just wasn't tired. Could not sleep. <laughs> Finally fell asleep at around 7, 7.30. And in the time that I was up, I was watching episodes of the show. And typically speaking, when I'm watching shows at the end of the night, I, I'm watching it knowing that at some point I'm going to fall asleep. I'm going to probably sleep through some episodes. I end up not sleeping through any of the episodes that I watched. And I finally was like, okay, I'm getting tired. I think I'm going to go ahead and turn this off and uh, go to sleep. And so, yeah, I, I finished, was it um, the first two seasons, like at the beginning of the week. And then I spent like the last couple of days watching season three. So, and I've finished watching it. Uh, actually today and uh, I'm hoping that there's a third a fourth season honestly um, I don't know if there is going to be one let's hope <laughs> let's hope alright let's see here I think I can close that let's go over here you know the other thing I was going to I was going to talk about today you know, not really because I, 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 like I said, I usually pull up stuff off of my Feedly list. But today I decided, you know what? Uh, I've discovered there's a bunch of great stuff to watch on Tubi. If you're not familiar with Tubi and I haven't talked about it enough in the last, you know, month or so, if at all in the last year, I don't know if I have. I don't think I have. TubiTV.com is a uh, site. Uh, that you can watch free television and movies, and they have a lot of good stuff. It's not, a lot of it's older, but there's also some newer stuff on there too. Um, the things that I've discovered that are on there recently, that I'm like, oh my god, I cannot wait to watch this again. I haven't seen this in forever. So like, I just recently discovered that the show Forever Night is on there. Uh, it is about a vampire who becomes a police detective and uses his abilities to, to fight crime. <laughs> let's see. I don't know. Let's let's take a look and see how many seasons they have here on Tubi. Um, looks like they have two seasons, and I don't know if, if they had more than that or not. This show came out in 1992. Wow. This is such a good show. I really like the show. The movie Lawnmower Man is now available on Tubi TV. That's it's the director's cut even. And uh the original <laughs> it's funny they have to say that, but the original Swamp Thing TV series is now on Tubi TV.com. And it it has the same actor who played Swamp Thing in the first two movies. Um and I think the other the other characters are all different, but his he, he the 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 main character playing uh, Swamp Thing is is in that, and I actually really enjoyed watching. I used to watch it on USA. That I think that's what it was it was on back in the day. Swamp Thing. Let's see here. That was in 1990. And how many how many seasons of that? There's two seasons of that. Awesome. Um, it was such a good show. The next, the next thing I found on Tubi, which is like, again from my childhood, I was, I think I was like um, 
like 11 when the show came on te- television back in the day and they talked they talked about making it into a live action movie i don't know if that ever if that actually got anywhere if they got a script or anything but from i think it's 1985 mask mobile armored strike command um was a great show. I really liked it. It was like vehicles that would turn into other vehicles. So they weren't necessarily transformers. They didn't turn into robots. They were driven or flown by humans. And, uh, you know, when they needed to get into battle, they would, the, their vehicle would turn into, into some other, other, usually it went from being a, a civilian vehicle to some sort of military esque vehicle. Like the the leader's um, car, which was like a Camaro Z28, like a mid to late 80s model Z28, and uh, it would it had going doors like like a <laughs> like a DeLorean, and then when the doors would open, uh, the the exhaust pipes that were on the side of the car uh, would extend. I don't know why they were on the door. Don't ask me. It was it was a children's cartoon. A lot of things didn't make sense, but uh, and it would extend and, and they would become wings, and then the the trunk of the car would raise up like the Knight Rider car did. You know, when it would go into super pursuit mode, it would lift up, and the the spoiler became like a bigger wing. It kind of did that, and jets would come out the bumper and stuff. Um, it was you know, it's a, in in talking about it out loud right now, it seems kind of goofy, but. When I was a kid, I really liked the show. So much so that when it was available to purchase on, on Google Play, I bought like the first season. or So I thought it was the first season, but apparently it was part one of season one. Because there's like 60 episodes in, in in season one on this website or on this on this, uh, on this site here. <laughs> but yeah, Mask, M-A-S-K. You know, just and it's not it's not spaced out like it should be because it in the uh, the cartoon was M dash A dash or not dash but periods dot M dot A dot S dot K dot Mobile Armored Strike Command. I know command spelled with a K, but you know that's the that's I don't know that was the way they did it. But yeah, that show's on on Tubi. I'm I, I'm I'm wanting to go back and watch like all of it. Um, and then uh, one of my favorite movies from the '80s, War Games, with Matthew Broderick, that is also on Tubi. Um, some stuff that I haven't seen uh, since they were aired on television. Um, the Time Cop TV series and the Time Cop movies are also available on on. Uh, on uh, Tubi. And then I discovered they have Bionic Forever, which was a TV movie, which included the the, uh, the $6 million man and the Bionic woman. I guess at some point those two got married and had kids. Yeah. That was... Uh, I was hoping that was going to spawn a new se- a new series, but I think that was what they were trying to do, and it just didn't, didn't work out. And then... Uh, the two made-for-TV Captain America movies from the late 70s. They're both on here. Um, 
I can't even tell you how stupid these movies are. Uh, they're, they're just, it's seventies. The seventies special effects were just oh my god, stop. Um, the storylines were goofy as shit. Lots of disco music. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, Gem, Gem and the Holograms is is available on Tubi. Um, Transformers Prime. Uh, the movie, The Final Countdown. Fucking love that movie. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, an aircraft carrier that goes back to 1941 uh, with like a bunch of Tomcat fighter jets, and they they uh, yeah, it, it's an interesting movie to say the least. Um, let's see here, <laughs> Blade the series. Okay, so this this one does does not have does not have Wesley Snipes. Um, which is unfortunate, but you know what? Uh, it's it's probably it, I think it, I don't think having him would have made the show any better, but I think it might have made it tolerable. <laughs> I remember when I originally discovered this show um, on a different streaming service a few years back. I watched like the first seven episodes, hoping it would get better, and it never did. So I kind of gave up on at the beginning of episode eight. Um, so many other movies on here. I'm trying or movies and TV shows. Lots of science fiction um, from the 80s and the 70s. Um, the Highlander movie, the original Highlander the movie, uh, is on there. We have uh, Transformers Beast Beast Wars, uh, which wasn't nearly as good as the original series, but it was probably it was definitely better than the Transformers Generation Two, which was essentially they they repackaged the TV show with some different um, kind of transitional animation to give it a new '90s flair, and it just was stupid, and the toys were even worse. Um, which was basically it was all recycled stuff. It was the stuff from the from the eighties, uh, but they the toys were made with cheaper plastic. They didn't. I don't think they figured kids would want to have the you know the same quality toys we had as as I did back in the eighties. And then I found out that other Transformers series are also available on Tubi. We got Beast Machines, Transformers the uh, the animated uh, series. Is that what it was called? Yeah, Transformers the Animated Series, or Transformers Animated is what I remember it being called. Um, the original G.I. Joe from the early 80s. The original Transformers Generation 1. Um, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, which I think was the... Uh, the uh, the mini series it was only like four episodes it was kind of a kind of a test to see if people were going to like it and people did and they end up making it into a full series and then they have uh GI Joe Renegades GI Joe Renegades which was a series i think that came out 
in uh, 2011. It was actually pretty good. It had a lot of the same actors from the original series in the 80s playing other characters, which is still pretty awesome. Like the actor who played uh, Duke in the original series played Duke's father in this series. It was really well done, I thought. It could have it could have gone on for a few more seasons. I don't think it went beyond the first season, though. Let me see real quick, see how many seasons there was. There was just the one. Um... I don't know. I don't know why it didn't. I didn't. I think it probably is one of those things where they didn't sell enough toys. The people that were watching it weren't buying the toys, so they kind of gave up on it. Um, and there's a bunch of other movies I have in here that are saved. I've got a few documentaries that I wanted to watch. Unacknowledged, which is a documentary came out in 2017 about uh, UFOs and aliens and stuff. And then we have uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, which came out last year. Same topic. Um, both documentaries. They, are, they were interesting. They had interesting theories. Both of them, I think, had, had the Tic Tac video. If you've ever seen that, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, back in 2005, I think it was, the military recorded a, a craft doing like amazing speed and, and maneuvers that nothing that we have or anybody else on this planet has the ability to do, but it, um, got leaked, I think within a couple of years after that happened. And it's been in pretty much every documentary series about UFOs in the last decade. Anytime they're talking about, oh, there, there, there's this footage. And what's really interesting about that, that video became declassified uh, the beginning of last year. Like when, when uh, the pandemic hit last March, not this March of 2020, I should say. Um, that's when uh, the, the government decided to declassify that video and, uh, and acknowledge it which is the first time they've done anything like that with, with actual video footage. But, uh, yeah. And it wasn't in the news because of everything else going on in the world. Um, because of... Because of our idiot president, you know, and because of, you know, the pandemic and everything else going on and all the things that are going on in the world, the thing that that would have been sensational you know news end up being buried in the on the last page of the paper kind of thing or just like by the way ufos are real pandemic blah 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 you know all that stuff you know so i don't know i i, I just i found it interesting that that got released during all that um yeah <laughs> um yeah, lots of stuff. Lava Lantula. Oh, my God. Uh, so that's a movie that was done by the Sci-Fi Channel, or the Sifi Channel, however you want to say it. Uh, it's about these tarantulas the size of, like, a Labrador <laughs> that dripped and drooled lava. 
Yeah. Don't ask. I don't know. It was entertaining. It was it was as bad, if not worse, than uh uh than uh Sharknado. As far as as far as silly sci fi horror movies go. Um, yeah. All right, so you know, now that I've covered all that stuff, go ahead and check out TubiTV.com. You can get the Tubi app on your on your uh your Roku or your your Fire TV or your Chromecast device. I'm pretty sure all those streaming devices have the Tubi app. T U B I. Alright. Let's go over to the list of, of things to talk about today. Um we have as I was talking about G.I. Joe, apparently there is a new G.I. Joe coming out, or a new G.I. Joe animated series uh, coming out for 2022. This is what it says here on uh, comicbook.com. 20, 2021 is taking audiences back to the world of G.I. Joe with a new feature film, Snake Eyes, a G.I. Joe and uh, Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins. In 2022, we're going to get to explore the beloved property even more. Um, though the next adventure won't be on the big screen. Hasbro is f- following up Snake Eyes with a brand new G.I. Joe animated series, which will make its debut sometime next year. For fans who grew up watching the original cartoon, this is definitely some exciting news. Yeah, I would say so. And until until then, until that show comes out, you can watch the original series and all the other spin-off series and like remakes and whatnot over on Tubi. Alright, so his tank, a well known source for G.I. Joe News was recently at, li- at Licensing Con Brazil and heard from Hasbro Brazil's head of licensing, uh, Marcelo Mascati. Massati. I'm sorry. Um, during the presentation, Massati revealed that a new animated series was coming next year, followed by a second season of in 2023. Holy shit. They've already got two seasons planned out. It wasn't revealed what network or streaming service would be home to the new series, but Hasbro did show a brief clip that featured Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow showing that uh showing that development is well on its way. That is fucking cool. What do you guys think? Are you going to want to watch this new this new G.I. Joe cartoon? Let's see here. Hold on a second, folks. Just want to check something real quick. All right. All right. 
we go. Just wanted to make sure it was actually streaming. There's been a few times where I was like, thought I was streaming and I was recording and then I realized I wasn't streaming and I wasn't recording. <laughs> I made sure I was recording this time. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, let's see here. Plug this in like so. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I think that seeing uh, a new GI Joe series would be awesome. Um, this is this. Let's see what it says here. There's a bit more here. Let me read this. This series will likely include many of the GI Joe characters that fans have come to love over the years. The roster of characters in the franchise is massive, and an animated for. An animated format will allow for more involvement across the board. The Snake Eyes feature film, however, is taking a much uh, a much more contained approach. The movie is focused on the origins of Snake Eyes, one of the most iconic characters in G.I. Joe canon. The only other major Joe characters that are confirmed to be involved in the movie are Storm Shadow, Scarlet, and the Baroness. Henry Golding stars in Snake Eyes as the as the titular character, with Andrew Ko Koji uh, taking on the role as his adopted brother turned rival Storm Shadow. Samara Weaving and Ursula Carbero star as Scarlet and the Baroness. Right on, Samara Weaving. She played. Uh, she played. Bill Bill S. Preston's daughter. <laughs> I think her. I, I want to say her character name was Wilhelmina. <laughs> you know, she's also the niece of Hugo Weaving, so that's cool. All right. <laughs> uh, and fans are hoping their inclusion will. will will set the stage for more G.I. Joe projects down the road. Snake Eyes is directed by Robert... Uh, I can't even pronounce the, the guy's last name. I'm not even going to try. It's S-C-H-W-E-N-T-K-E. I don't know how that is spelled or pronounced. Uh, with a script from Evan... Oh, my God. Can we... Uh, <sighs> Um, I'm not Evans. No, I'm not even going to try again. The, the man. S P I L I O T P O U L O S. And I'm not even going to attempt to say these guys' last names because I know I'm going to fuck it up. I just know it. I'm not even going to bother to try. I apologize if you know, and you feel like that's being disrespectful. I figured saying the guy's name wrong would be more disrespectful. I don't want to do that. Um, but this sounds awesome. I I know I'm I'm waiting. I'm eagerly waiting for the uh, the, the Snake Eyes movie. Can't wait to see it. It looks amazing. 
from the last trailer I saw. Um, that's awesome. All right, so the next story I have here, uh, Deadpool fans are loving his MCU debut. I haven't seen this yet. I've heard about it, though. Apparently he did a commercial. Is is it listed here on this post? Uh, I thought it was a video. Maybe let's let's read what it says here. I remember hearing about it a couple days ago, but I haven't actually looked for it. Deadpool is officially in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, kind of maybe Tuesday morning, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds' beloved hero appeared alongside an MCU character for the first time, and fans can't get enough of it. The video was a faux reaction video featuring Ryan Reynolds in costume as Deadpool, reviewing the trailer to the 20th Century Fox Free Guy. Then, out of nowhere, Korg, voiced by Tika Waititi, pops up and helps the merc with a mouth out with his YouTube presence, both Reynolds and Waititi star in Free Guy, a Disney-owned film. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> if the teaser is in is any indication, Deadpool three will be most certainly R-rated, as the mutant's mouth throws all sorts of insults and curse words. <laughs> Um, quote, it will not be filming this year. Ryan is very busy and very, (laughs) he's a, he's a very busy, very successful actor. Producers added, quote, we've got a number of things we've already announced, uh, that we, we, we now have to make, but it's, it's exciting for it to have begun again. A very different type of character in the MCU, and Ryan is a force of nature, which is just awesome to see him bring that character to life. Keep scrolling to see what Deadpool fans are saying. <laughs> now that Deadpool is officially in the MCU and interacting with MCU characters, give us this duo. And it shows... Uh, uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man with him. Another person says, I want a Deadpool Spider-Man movie that is rated PG-13 and Deadpool constantly complains about it being sent about being censored. But but since PG-13 has one F-bomb allowed, let him say it at the complete end of the movie. Also, their 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 chemistry would be top tier. Okay, that would be funny. At the very end, I'm just going, fuck. You know, just 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 out of frustration of being bleeped every other time in the movie, <laughs> or you know what, I'd go even farther. Have have them do what they did for the show, The Good Place, which is uh, 
every time someone tried to swear, they weren't allowed to say like "fuck," so they would they would say, "Oh, fork it." Wait, fork, fork, fork. Ah, fork. <laughs> I personally thought that was hilarious. Um, Kristen Bell is awesome in that show. If you've never seen The Good Place, check it out. I, I don't know which streaming service it is on currently. You can probably just Google it. It's really funny. <laughs> and it would be awesome to, to see, like, Deadpool trying to, to, to skirt the, the censors, just just trying to be sneaky about his curse words, and then every time having it be like a like that generic, you know, um, middle school kid replacement curse word. <laughs> this is total bullshit. <laughs> Fork you guys. <laughs> I want to I want to fucking swear. Gosh darn it. And at the very end of the movie and like the the I would even say make it the the post credit scene where it's just like this 30 second fuck, you know? <laughs> See? I can swear. <laughs> that would be perfect. <coughs> Oh man, i i would watch I would watch a PG thirteen Deadpool just for him to do that. You know, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. the The Once Upon a Deadpool was still pretty funny, even if they even if they censored the shit out of that movie, it was still pretty damn good. <laughs> and in another one, person says Deadpool should make. Uh, Deadpool should cameo in every MCU project now. I've been saying that ever since uh, Stan Lee passed away. He's like, you know what? Let's let's uh, let's give Deadpool a like a 1970s um, Stan Lee hair haircut, like a wig, like the, his hair from the 70s and the and the pork chop sideburns, and just have it over his mask. With like the Stanley, the 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 the, uh, the stereotypical Stanley mustache over the mask, and have him do his best Stanley impression as Deadpool. I I think I think I think it'd be funny. I think it'd be great. Kind of an amazing nod to all the cameos that 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 uh, Stan had in all the other Marvel movies over the years. I I would love to see that. That would, but that's me. I don't know if anybody else would find that amusing, or entertaining, or whatever. I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I'm trying to click on something, and and I, I I'm guess I'm guessing that I'm using enough processing power that anytime I click on things, there's going to be a bit of a delay. Close out some of these other tabs that I've already looked at. All right. Next story. All right. In the world of Star Trek, WandaVision's Matt Shackman is helming the next movie. So I guess the director or showrunner, Matt, I don't know what Matt did, but apparently he was involved 
with WandaVision. <clears throat> and he's doing the next Star Trek. I'm assuming it's the next J.J. Trek movie. Um, this is what it says here. Paramount has landed its next Star Trek filmmaker. Hot off 23 Emmy nominations, WandaVision helmer Matt Shackman has boarded the studio's next Trek flick. The yet-untitled feature is is now expected to begin production as early as next spring. As the studio reportedly has a finalized script from Lindsay Beer and Geneva Robertson Dorwet, I guess they were responsible for Captain Marvel, uh, Deadline reports this film will get produced instead of those scripts from Mark L. Smith and and Noah Hallway. Hallway. Howley. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> hallway. I called him, I don't know why I said hallway, because, you know, maybe because I'm almost blind, I guess. H-A-W-L-E-Y. Howley. Howley? Howley. Howley? I don't know. Though J.J. Abrams is no longer directing the Star Trek features, the superstar filmmaker is currently attached to produce under his bad robot banner. Plot details are still being kept under wraps, and it's certainly unclear whether this film will, will reside in the same continuity as the previous films or the main Star Trek canon. I can think of a handful of people that would be totally fine with them like starting over because <laughs> they absolutely hated the JJ track movies because um, one dude was like, well, they, they destroyed Vulcan. Blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I would, I think a reboot of the original characters was a good idea. I didn't care that it was a lazy. Or, this is how, this is what this person said. They thought the the 2009 JJ Trek movie was lazy because they just did like an alternate universe. Had such lazy writing. Um, like, all right, dude, let's see you do better. Go ahead and write a script. Go. I'm waiting. <laughs> you know. He just looked at me like I was an asshole, which I probably was. But, you know, um, getting, and I've said this many times over, getting that worked up over fictional characters is not good for your mental health. Um, so I was like, look, those movies are great. You don't have to like them. You still have the original series. You still have the, all the sequels, that, the spinoff series that came after it. Go back and rewatch those. And just be happy that you have those to watch. Um, if you if you want more, like, original timeline Star Trek movies, well, first of all, you have to get people involved with those shows and those other movies willing to do it again. Or, you know, is, is Shatner willing to play, to play Captain Kirk again? Or is, is he finally, like, done with it? Is he like, okay... I'm not Captain Kirk anymore. Fuck you guys. 
he kind of did that back in the 70s, to be honest. And he didn't want to do it anymore, but he got pushed into doing it. You know, and, and now he has... And to me, it feels fake. It, it feels like he's acting like he, he's, he's okay with the fans, like, you know, calling him Captain Kirk and just totally losing their minds over the fact that they're, they're seeing him in person or whatever. But he strikes me as the kind of guy that is doing it for the paycheck. He doesn't, does not give two craps about those characters. He is there for the job. He's there for the paycheck. He doesn't care. He thinks, in fact, from what I recall, I remember seeing a clip of, uh, I remember seeing on TV even, before the internet, there's a clip of, of William Shatner on SNL, and I guess this was a reenactment of an actual event that happened. At least that's what it was said on the, because on the, uh, they showed this clip on television on, on the news, and then they said this is a reenactment of a thing that actually happened with William Shatner at a Star Trek convention, where he's just like, you guys, you know, you need to move out of your mom's basement. You need to find yourself a girl and have sex and... You know, get out and enjoy the world and stop watching so much damn science fiction in your parents' basement. <laughs> I'm like, fuck that guy. That guy's a prick. Everything I've ever heard about William Shatner is he's a prick. He's not a very nice guy. Unless he's paid to be. And a good example of... of of what kind of guy Shatner is, is go onto YouTube and search for uh, Will Wheaton, William Shatner. There is a, uh, there's a thing where Will did a spoken word thing at a, at a convention. It's called William fucking Shatner. And, uh, and he talks about the first time he met William Shatner while he was still doing Star Trek The Next Generation. And, uh, dude, it's, it's heartbreaking to, to hear the story because you think, oh, wow, you're, you also are working on this great show and you get to meet one of the original guys in the, in the, uh, in the, in the building next door to where you're filming. And he goes over next door and he's still wearing his, his gray jumpsuit with the stripes on the shoulders. And uh, yeah, just go go look for that video. And it's, and I'll say this: um, it took Gene Roddenberry scolding Shatner and reprimanding him for Shatner to call and leave a message for Will on his voicemail or answer machine, whatever, um, apologizing for what he said and how he acted. It took it took the boss telling Shatner to to be nice, don't be a prick. Maybe not in those exact words, but that's essentially what he was what he was told. Yeah, no, I don't fuck that guy. <laughs> I I I don't know, man. I've I've met a couple of the um, next generation people, and those guys were fucking cool shit. I've not. And I've and I've met George Takei. George Takei and his husband were were absolutely the coolest people um, I've ever met, as far as like celebrities go. Um, and I've met a handful of really cool people that were celebrities. 
but yeah. I don't ever plan on meeting Shatner. Don't care to. Um, I would have liked to have met Nimoy, but that's not going to happen. Um, but yeah. Sorry, I'm going on a rant here. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the podcast. All right. Where was what was I reading before I went on that William Shatner rant? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <sighs> All right. Um Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to go on to the next story. It sounds like they're working on the, this this next film though. Hopefully it will Hopefully it will it, it won't take too long for it to come out. All right. Toonami announces Harley Quinn's summer marathon. The Clown Princess of Crime is set to return this summer in the upcoming DC Cinematic Universe film, The Suicide Squad. Once again, having her her pushed having her pushed into another dangerous mission by the government operations um excuse me, by government operative Amanda Waller. But it seems as if Harley Quinn will be making an unexpected appearance on Toonami with an upcoming marathon running the series that premiered on DC Universe streaming platform and jumped to the new service, HBO Max. The animated series of Harley Quinn is a beloved take on the wacky adventures of the DC anti-hero that is attempting to escape the shadow of the Joker. It's going to be on Toonami. Shouldn't it be on Adult Swim? Considering the amount of adult humor that's on that show. I had a, Besides, isn't Toonami like all like anime? Isn't that like all the, the really goofy like anime cartoons? I don't know. I don't watch Toonami or anime, so. This is here. The first two seasons of Harley Quinn saw Harley and Quinzel assemble a group of supervillain criminals to help in ascending the ranks of the DC Universe roster of antagonists with the likes of Clayface, Dr. Psycho, Poison Ivy, King Shark joining her side. First premiering in 2019, the animated series ran for 26 episodes over the course of two seasons. The third season confirmed to be in the works following the arrival of last year's DC Fandom. While rumors have swirled that the third season is set to arrive later this year, no official release date has been revealed when it comes to the return of Harley Quinn and her friends. Toonami shared the announcement that a Harley Quinn marathon would be taking place on August 7th from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., most likely covering the first handful of episodes that helped create the the best animated series in the rosters of the DC Universe. Well, that's okay, so 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. 
which uh, answers the question about the censorship of the adult humor. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it from, from 10 p.m. till 5 a.m. No kids will be awake. So set your DVR to record it, man. Um, I'm sure you can find it on your DVR. Just search for Harley Quinn. It should come up. So, August, well, it may not show up on your DVR just yet, but set yourself a reminder to in the next two or three weeks to, to look for it on your DVR so you can set it to record. Because honestly, I'm, I'm not going to be awake from 10 to, to 5 a.m. to watch Harley Quinn. I mean, I could watch it right now. It's on HBO Max. But uh, it says here, the second season of Harley Quinn ended on quite the conclusion, with Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy deciding to run off with one another, revealing their feelings for one another after a few hookups. As mentioned earlier, the third season has yet to be re to receive a release date, but an upcoming comic book series, Harley Quinn, the animated series, the Eat, Bang, Kill tour, will apparently dive into the events of the two supervillains on the road. Needless to say, there are plenty of DC fans who are dying to see Harley return to the small screen. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I, you know what, uh, uh, Shit, I can't think of her name right now. The actress who plays Harley in the show. You know, Penny from Big Bang Theory. Kaylee Kuoko, I think is her name. I thought she did a great job. I thought she did a fantastic job. All right, next story I have here. I got two. I got three stories left here. This is the... First of the last three. Spider-Man No Way Home figure could hint at new Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Uh. Ooh. Here, let me show you guys. Um... A second. I need to fix this real quick. That is the figure they're talking about. And that does kind of like look like the uh the uh the Spider-Man from uh Spider-Man 3 
A little bit. I mean, the the gold the gold lining is different, but you know, it's the black suit. It's kind of cool. Huh. And those of you uh, who are listening to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app, if you go over to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash 206geek, you can go down to the, the videos and check out the the live video from July 14th. And you will see this this image. You can also probably find the, the story because everything I've talked about today has, has been something from comicbook.com, which gets automatically posted to the Facebook page and Twitter for that matter. So that's cool. All right. Well, I was thinking there was going to be a little bit more to it than that, but that's still pretty damn cool. I'm digging I was digging like the the gold accents and with a little bit of red in there too. That's cool. All right. Last couple stories I have here, we have Superman and Lois star Alexander Garfin liked last night's surprise ending. Last month just before the uh just before going on a multi-week hiatus, Superman and Lois saw Clark, played by Tyler Hecklin, surrender himself to, to Tal Rowe, played by Adam Rayner, in order to save his wife and children, fearing the worst and remembering the warning from John Henry Irons. Despite, uh, Superman told Lois... To, con- uh, to contact the man from another world and bring him to Smallville to help. Then, in a scary twist, Roe brought Superman to his, uh, to his desert fortress where Superman was to be eradicated. Eradicating me- meaning his uh, body was taken over by another Kryptonian. And says and have and have his consciousness replaced, giving Kal-El's body over to General Druzod. Druzod, that's his name. General Zod. His first name is Drew. D R U. Druzod. Druzod. That sounds so fucking stupid. I'm sorry. Needless to say, that was quite a cliffhanger. At- to to end on it seemed like the plan was to play out the will he or won't he of superman potentially becoming a world destroying threat for the remainder of the show's first season then last night something else happened entirely i don't know man if you're an, a superman fan in any way shape or form you know that they're not going to they're not going to end the first season with him just like almost destroying the planet. They're not going to fucking do that. And the CW certainly wouldn't do that. There's no fucking way that they would do that.
And it goes on with some spoilers. So I'm not going to give away anything. If you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. If you haven't been watching Superman and Lois, the only complaint I have about it is is that when he's when Tyler Hecklin is playing Superman, his his uh his chest and his shoulders are are much broader than they are when he's not Superman. And when he's played Superman before, they didn't like they didn't puff out his chest as much. I think it looks stupid, but you know what? I'm not in control of the show. I'm not going to let that that one thing ruin the show for me because otherwise the show is, is pretty awesome. I don't think uh, I didn't think he needed to have that that He Man physique to be Superman. He didn't need it in the in the episodes of Supergirl and in, in the uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earth crossover he was in. Didn't have it then either. It was it's only been since his standalone show that he's had this this padding on his super suit. Yeah. Alright, last story of the day, and then I am done for today. And uh I will say this, you know, uh man, there's nobody there's nobody watching currently over on the stream that I can see. Um nobody said anything anyway. It doesn't tell me if there's anybody watching. If you guys are watching or if you're watching this on, on video on demand on the Facebook page or over on or even I think I'm also streaming over on, on YouTube. Um, you want to check out my other podcast, Not About You, with Jamal Marianne and Cousin Todd. Uh, you want to go to um, notaboutyoupod.com, that's the letter U, to check out the podcast. But if you want to see the uh, live stream of the recording tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, uh, me and Marianne are going to be talking to a gentleman who is doing a crowdfunding uh, for his comic book, Let's see here. Uh, which is uh, Hellbound Slant 6. I have the number one issue right here. I backed it when he did that. I'm probably going to back this one too. This issue number two. Um, he's He sent me uh, a, a digital sample of episode, issue number two. I haven't actually looked at it yet. I'm going to probably do that today tonight and um but we're going we're going to um be talking to him and right off the top of my head my brain is going yeah do you know what what's the guy's name Todd um Ken Carlson it's Hellbound Slant 6 a heavy metal hot rod horror comic by Ken Carlson um do a google search for this guy Ken Carlson Hell, Hellbound Slant Six. Google that, or uh, I will. I I think I I'm going to be posting a link to his uh, his uh, Kickstarter once I'm done here. So go ahead and check that out as well on the Facebook page. And uh, yeah, I think that is it for today, folks. You know, I was going to do one more story, but you know what? I'm not feeling this last story. Um, it just talks about a uh, Disney Plus show called Gallery. Well, you know, fuck, I'll go ahead and just talk about it. I still have, you know, a few minutes left in the podcast, right? So I might as well just end it with this. 
Special Disney Gallery will explore the return of Luke Skywalker. Uh, Last year, Season 2 of The Mandalorian saw the shocking return of one of the greatest Jedis of all time. Luke Skywalker, with the help of revolutionary technology, we were able to see Luke as a Jedi during his prime. The inclusion of Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorian was one of the best-kept secrets in TV history. Now Disney Plus is going to share the story of bringing Luke back with a special extra episode of Disney Gallery, Star Wars The Mandalorian. Set to, set to debut on August 25th, make, making the Season 2 finale is a behind-the-scenes look at the making of the celebrated chapter of The Mandalorian with the focus on the technology used to recreate Luke Skywalker. It delves into the collaborative process, including working with Mark Hamill to create an authentic and fitting recreation and explore the immersive pressure and responsibility, excuse me, immense pressure. (sighs) I need to clean my glasses. Immense pressure and responsibility of the filmmakers had in bringing back the most important character, one of the most important characters in the film history. Yes, I will definitely be checking this out. Um, and I've talked about th- this last episode a number of times because there's, I, I think a few episodes back, I even talked about a YouTube channel where they, they did a recreation of uh, the scene where Luke takes off his hood and you see, um, you see his face and everything. They 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 did it using the the deep fakes software that they use for all their other videos, and I thought it looked better than what Disney did. You have to go back and listen to the episodes, and I don't remember which episode it was. I just know it was in the last in the last two or three episodes I talked about it. So go back and check them out. Listen to them all if you haven't already. You can also just go into YouTube and search. Uh, Luke Skywalker deepfake. I'm sure you'll find it. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out the live stream uh, for uh, Not About You with Jamal, Marion, and Cousin Todd. That happens every Thursday at 6.30 Pacific Daylight Time here on Twitch, over on Facebook, and on YouTube. And, uh... I'll see you guys later. Have a good one.